You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. My bad. Greg, you turned the mic off. <laughs> Blame Greg Sussman for that weird intro. Sabotage. Yeah, why would I thought you yeah, yeah, all right. Welcome, everybody. Nando DeFino, Matt Medica, Jake Seeley coming at us with Skype. Chocolate uh, Santa. Chocolate Santa and Peeps. I'll get to those in a second. Corey Parson, obviously not here today. I'm taking over for him. This is exciting times. We've got a lot of fun stuff on the show today. Let me just go through my old school written notes for everybody. Most added, most drop we're going to talk about today. This is a playoffs. this week 14. A lot, of, a lot of interesting players being added. We're going to see if any of those are the Jerome Harrison of this year. We're going to talk about reseeding. Jakey, Jakey, I know that's a passion of yours. Um, the reseeding after the first round. Because that happened in a couple oh, leagues. That's not. I know that's it is, Jake. Jake, play along, man. <laughs> it's a passion of Jake's. I was, I was trying to wave you down at the beginning. I don't know if you saw me. I thought you were just waving hello. No, I was trying. I was going like this, trying to wave you down. Yeah, what kind of person turns the mic? Like, what are we going to talk about over the commercial breaks? <laughs> Where Greg's got to turn it off. I guess it's a good. It is a good habit. It's a good habit to have. I do it. I shut it down, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah? I'm, I'm excited for the you know playoffs are finally here. It's been a long but very profitable season. You do, yeah. I checked the receipts. They're all looking good. Now it's for the big money as the overall competitions start. You know, and some really tough. Tough lineup decisions to make. So you're mainly NFFC player? Yes. What, do they just cut it off at week 13? You get paid for regular season best record, most points. That's how it goes. And uh, I won my solo prime best record and most points with NFFC Hall of Famer Chris Vicaro. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Vlad Sedler at Roto Gut. Uh, we finished second with most points. So that was a nice payday as well. I like Vlad. Vlad's a good dude. Oh, Jake, you awesome. probably don't like him because you like to be counter uh, counterculture. Is it true? Yeah, like Vlad and Madame Meta worse. We've talked since. I don't know, Jake. Yeah. I see you write a lot of nasty stuff about Vlad in the company emails. <laughs> in the second hour, when we're on YouTube, for those of you watching us on TV, listening on the radio, we go live on YouTube at about uh, 10.09 Eastern time. We do some buy-sell. I got a bunch of statements that I prepared. We're going to do some start-sit. I got a bunch of players. I got some uh, Nick Menzio and Jamie Eisenberg starts of the weeks that I want to go over. Uh, we're going to hit up some more buy sell. I got, I got a cool list. Uh, Maddie, I think you might like this. Tristan Cockroft, the most popular players on playoff teams. Uh, so basically the players mm-hmm. who were – of the, all the teams that made the playoffs, here's who popped up on a lot of the rosters. I'm assuming Alvin Kamara <laughs> is on that list. Jake, you want to take a shot at number one, family feud style? <laughs> it's, I would assume Kamara's on him. That would be my guess. He was number one. You're both right. Correct. Hey. And uh, the rest of the show, I'm going to have a complex about having my microphone on. I feel bad about that, that <laughs> intro. But it was very energetic. Uh, so, CBS Most Added coming up. The most added player in CBS, uh, the universe, Mike Davis. Jake, uh, give us a 10-word analysis of Mike Davis going into week 14. Exactly 10. <laughs> Great lower base, very explosive, very elusive, can be winner. Madiki, you want to give us five on Mike Davis? I like him, but is he going to get in the end zone? All right. Well, thanks for playing along with that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also on this list is a defense that I think if you pick it up, 
you will get burned hardcore, and I think we all know who that might be based on my Cleveland Browns love. Stay tuned. We're coming back with more Fantasy Football Frenzy after this. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. back everybody it's a fantasy football frenzy maddie medica jakey jakey i'm not in a fetal cory parson ill also shout out to mike cardano who i'm almost guaranteeing is listening to this from his hospital bed somewhere undisclosed new jersey location speedy recovery he's doing better from what, I, from what i understand everything went well he's resting good times jake i noticed you don't want to chime in there on mike you don't like him that's exactly why I want him, and, <laughs> him and Vlad. I, don't like him. I hear that uh, Corey Parson is a game time decision tomorrow. Really? I can't do another one of these. <laughs> <laughs> not, not tonight. We're gonna hang. We're gonna see Benny Ricciardi tonight. I think. Oh, very yeah. nice. What do you think about putting Jake up on the screen for the YouTube hour? I know he hates it because when he's off screen, he can't screw around on his computer. Yeah, let's do it. But I think we're gonna it's do it, Jake. It's not. No, it's not that I can't screw around. I don't feel like staring at the camera twenty four seven. Prepare yourself, Jake. We're putting you behind us for the second hour of the show. Right, prepare me not be looking at the camera the entire time. That's fine. People don't mind. They love you no matter what you do. By the way, I just saw. I just got proofs of the vote for Jake posters. They are beautiful, Jake. Do you see him? No, I haven't. They they are um, like I had a, I had an idea in my brain of what I wanted to look like, Matt. They came out better. No, I I did get a sneak peek. Look at it just now. Very well done. If you are enjoying Jake Seeley's analysis, <laughs> this is how we're doing it. The, fa- the fantasy footballers uh, like created a shortcut mm-hmm. Foot Clan vote because they're up for the best social media too, and I love those guys. Um, but we're gonna steal their direct. Line so we can make it easier for people to find the link. Well, that's the highest form of flattery, right? Imitation. Yeah, right. So, well, we're just say, we're straight stealing, Medica. I have to say, well, I put uh, the link in the rankings. When you I, check the link, you can find the link. Yeah. I'm talking about when you have to say it. But I do have to say, the check the link t shirt does look very good on the Stormtrooper, as ever. Yeah, it does, Jake. That's that your call, huh? We've we got to get him a hat. Friday. Jakey, I think we need a headband. I think that's what the kids are wearing these days. <laughs> that would <Yeah>. be. <laughs> Uh, any, anyway, we should get to some fantasy analysis in a second, but go to footclanvote.com. It'll take you to the, uh, the fan vote for the FSTA Social Media Person of the Year. And that's our own Jakey Jakey, who's nominated. Jake's pretty pessimistic about his chances. I think he's, I think he's got a good shot. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's up against Matthew Berry, Brad Evans, like everybody in the <laughs> fantasy industry. Like 100,000, 600,000 followers to them, but yeah, it's cool. But Jake, I'm trying to tell Jake, he's got dedicated followers. He's got people who actually go and do it because they love him. I think his biggest challenger... He's like the Donald Trump. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, he has that base that's behind him. I think the fantasy footballers have a shot at this, and I think Tommy G yeah. and Jeff Manns have a good shot at it. I, I think Tommy G has a shot at it, too. I mean, Tommy G's a uh, polarizing figure, as we like to yes. say. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I love the guy, but, you know, but he I, is polarizing. I think it's kind of like that, the groundswell of support. Now, I think those are the three who, who can get all- Anyway, let's go to the most added players in the CBS universe. Uh, we talked about Mike Davis. We got a, a quick 10-word thing on Jake Seeley, but Jake... 
you know, there's some players coming back. That Seattle backfield's kind of just been a rotating mess all year. Is this Mike Davis, like, for the next three weeks, if you're a Mike Davis owner or a speculator, he's still available in about 23% of leagues? Uh, I'm sorry, 33% of leagues. Do you hey, go... Or he's only owned in 33% or available no, still? No, he's owned in 67% of leagues right now. Okay, okay. In CBS. All right, so that's a huge jump. Yeah, that's a huge jump. Yeah, he went up yeah, 57% overnight. Yeah, and he should. Honestly, he could be. He definitely could be. And the Twitter word answer was kind of the short version of why I like him. I actually was very high on him in the draft in 2015. I was one of the highest. I felt like I was obviously wrong because he's been hurt and hasn't done anything to this point. But I gave you why. He's explosive. He's very – he's ran a sub-4, 440. He can get up to speed very quickly. He makes the one cut. It's very decision – very great decision. His lower low base is terrific, and you see all that. The problem is what are the Seahawks going to do? If they're going to use him as their lead option – he could be a game changer for your league and somebody that actually wins some titles if they screw around and start doing more of Thomas Rawls and J.D. McKissick, which they did it last week, then obviously that's not going to work out. But I have upside. I have the hope for that. I think he could be a top 15 running back the rest of the way. Matt, I heard a lot of ifs there. No, uh, look, this is the week I'm worried about Davis. Even if he gets the workload, they really don't score a rushing touchdown. Jacksonville has improved with the acquisition of Darius. The run game, which was one of the worst in the league, has vastly improved. Mike Davis, though, if you should survive this week, can help you win football championships. He has uh, he's playing the Rams next week and the tastiest of matchups versus the Cowboys week 16. Let's, let me bring this back to situational. In the, every league is different. You're playing in NFFC leagues where you've already gotten paid out in some leagues. You're doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake and I are probably more the lower level leagues where we'd like to win these weeks and you know get that six hundred dollar prize. Do you play with a little more reckless abandon? Like if you got Mike Davis, you heard Jake say a bunch of ifs. Like if Seattle stops screwing around, uh, you know if they give it to him, uh, do you play with a little more reckless abandon? Like I'm, I'm going to take those ifs and look at it as a good thing and swing for it. Whereas Jake might be like, uh, you know, I might pull back a little bit and, and pick a different option here. Well, in the leagues I'm start. playing that are in the NFFC where it's a three week total. And maybe in certain cases I will. I do have, I mean, I'm looking at the link right now in PPR. We do have this question. I got kind of got yelled at by Christopher Carroll yesterday on text messages. But that's, <laughs> For what? That's Christopher <laughs> Carroll's chum. His anger is part of his chum. Uh, Maddie, what are you doing here? We have, uh, we have the choice between Tevin Coleman, Derek Henry, and Mike Davis this week. All right. And I think that's very, I think they're all in that same cluster, and it's kind of a cluster. Boop if you know what I'm saying. Sure. So that's a tough one. But in certain situations, I will swing because I'm going to go up against another 139 other players and there's $150,000 grand prize. So I do need to hit a home run in certain cases. In my Staten Island League, which is a nice entry fee, we have a buy this week. I'm already looking at week 15 matchups. Maybe I do play that a little differently. Jake, how about you? Uh, is, is this a thing where you could, like, I guess on a confidence scale from 1 to 10 of Mike Davis – because uh, you you were saying there are a lot of ifs. Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? Right. Are you like are you like a seven point five on Mike Davis, or does the whole Seattle kind of mess coaching who's going to play bring you down a little bit? No, I'm I'm right there. I think seven point five because I was going to say around a seven or eight is good because it's the talent and he's finally getting the opportunity. And to go back to McKissick, he only had nine touches last week, so he wasn't even that used in the passing game. 
the big problem I have is actually what Matt said is this week's matchup, not very good. If you look at since Darius came in, they've actually been great against the run all of a sudden. So you add that factor in there. But after this, the next two weeks, as long as but the if I'm throwing in with that team is if they, he comes out this week and struggles because of the matchup, that they don't all of a sudden say, oh, well, obviously that's not working. Let's go back to the committee. So if they stick with him, the next two weeks are terrific. And I think the next two weeks he could be your RB2. Chris Carlson's coming back too, right? I but nah. supposedly maybe. I ain't packing on. I look it. I I think it's. Think Carroll thinks everybody's coming back. Yeah, well, I'm I, just saying. I think it's Davis's backfield. You know, just surviving this week. Uh, I did hear a an interesting, great stat. I think it was Rich Rebar who said it. Is that Seattle from their one and two yard line? I think they had like either five or seven chances and did not score a rushing touchdown. Wow. So, you know, that doesn't bode well. And when you have Russell Wilson, and you saw it this past week. You saw it Sunday night. The touchdown to Jimmy Graham, one-yard touchdown. Jimmy Graham has got, what, eight touchdowns on this year. He gets targeted in the green zone, not even the red zone, in the green zone. He's one of the most targeted players this season. And J.D. McKissick got that tu- got the other touchdown. But so, isn't Mike Davis, I mean, Jake was saying the sub 4.4, like this is a guy who could rip it off from the 35 no, and score, right? That's like that's what we got to hope for. That's what we're discussing right now is, look, Tevin Coleman, Freeman got 75% of the snaps this past week. And all it takes is one hit to his head, too, to mm-hmm. knock him. Uh, not, not like we're making light of and that. And Tevin Coleman could take it to the house. On We see his touches per touchdowns is pretty insane. That was the case last year. And he does have that in a few games this year where he's had limited touches, but he's gotten the touchdown versus a Mike Davis who probably gets 20 touches. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, I think we've – well, I don't think we've actually exhausted all the Mike Davis talk. Maybe we'll bring him up later doing buy sell. Uh, Gio Bernard, I think, is a no-brainer, right, Jake? Gio Bernard, you got – I mean, if he's out there, you you got to grab him. I would I would add Mike Davis before Gio because Gio might be a one week thing. But if I'm out there and I need help this week, there's no question about it. I'm surprised I got him in one of my leagues where I had barely any Fab left. So uh, he's he's I have him as an RB one this week. With no with no Joe Mixon. Obviously Joe Mixon, you got to have Gio Bernard if you're the Joe Mixon owner, thousand percent. Well, I, I would think if, if you he, have the choice between Gio and Mike Davis, which way do you go? If you're the oh, Joe Mixon, week, if you're the Joe Mixon owner, I agree. This week I want Gio, but for the long haul. I would want Mike Davis for the playoffs. If I, you know, it would, be, it would consist of my roster construction. If I just needed, if I had two good guys and I wanted the depth, I would go Davis. Looks like a bunch of people picked up Peyton Barber. He he jumped up from four to forty three percent. But it looks like Doug Martin might play. Uh, I guess it's looking a little more optimistic. Is uh, Jake? If you picked up Peyton Barber, uh, you know, two days ago, and now you're getting this Doug Martin news, and let's say someone dropped uh, Corey Coleman is being dropped in a lot of leagues. He's down to a 41% ownership. Would you make that move right now? Like, if you just had a straight ad drop thing, would you be like, all right, Doug Martin's probably going to play? Or would you still hold on to Peyton Barber because you never know which way this might go over the next couple of days? No, I'm definitely still picking up Peyton Barber. If I had Coleman, I would drop him for Peyton Barber. The opposite of what you asked. Although the confidence level isn't to Mike Davis, the confidence level on this one's like a three and a half just because I think the Bucks are stupider. And I think that they're just going to go back to Doug Martin because they have this long contract on him. Fortunately, they don't have any dead money if they decide to move on from him after this year. But I think they have – I mean, if you're on the outside looking in like we are, you look at the Buccaneers and you say, find out what you have in Peyton Barber here. Like, see if maybe he's your option next year and you can cut Doug Martin. The fact is, though, you know, Doug Martin's got two good years. He's got three terrible ones. This is going to be another terrible one. I think they should stay with him. Uh, I, I've described the muscle hamster as a rat bastard, so I think you know where I stand. 
Coming back, uh, we're going to see if Jake Steele likes Vlad Sedler or Doug Martin more. Also, we're talking a little Mike Wallace, and we got that defense. It's getting picked up. It's going to get burned. Most dropped coming up after that. Stay tuned. Fantasy Frenzy more after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everybody. It's Fantasy Frenzy, Fantasy Football Frenzy, at least for another few weeks. Maddie Medica. Jakey Jakey, soon to be on this back TV for the YouTube hour. We're yeah. going to have some fun with that. Do you Jake, know who that is, Nando? What? That's Dido. You, no. It's Eminem. Nas. Same thing. I know who that, come <laughs> on, Jake. Uh, Did you see Wingo yesterday? Wingo called them two pack Shakur. Jake, we're trying to talk about fantasy football here. I'm just, I'm just trying to have a conversation. Yeah, I'm sorry when you go off on tangents. <laughs> go ahead. I never Let's talk about Vlad some more. I never understood the Tupac and Biggie. Biggie was so much better. It wasn't even like a competition. You can like them both. I'm not There's nothing wrong with liking them both. But one There's was like They immediately disagree with you. There's people that will fight you for that. No, that. I understand that. I, I understand people will. I just I can't comprehend it's it. It's like Jake. It's like you got to choose between Vlad Sedler and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jakey, Jakey. So here's a defense I want to talk about because people are picking it up like crazy, and I think it's going to be a terrible mistake. And we teased it a bunch. Of you want to get, I think we all know who it is. The Green Bay Packers. Yep. Green Bay Packers went from 29% ownership to 66% ownership. They got a banged-up Clay Matthews. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's because they're playing Cleveland, Jake. And, I, like, we're hearing, we're hearing defensive backs say that the hardest guy they had to cover all season was Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon plus Corey Coleman is a very electric duo. You got a quarterback who's learning, and he's getting there. He's not there yet, but he's getting there. And Josh Gordon spreading the field is going to allow him to run for more. And he's already got five touchdowns and 300-something rushing yards on the season. Jakey, Jakey, on the dumb scale from 1 to 10, how dumb is it to pick up the Green Bay Packers and think you're, you're in on something awesome? <laughs> I don't want to call people dumb. <laughs> so I'm not saying they're dumb, Jake. I'm saying the dumb scale. Yeah. All right, well, the dumb scale is like an 8. This is not something you want to do. I, I, there's no way. There's somebody, this is the same situation with people that want to pick up the Raiders defense against the Giants. Like The, the, the defense is piss poor and terrible just because... Jake, this is a family show, Jake. What? You can't just say the P word. Oh, sorry. I don't know you can't say that. I, can't, I didn't know you can't say that one. Poor? It's weird. I can't say poor. When Jake, when Jake throws out like the kind of swear words once in a while. Yeah. It's kind of like a dog whistle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jake. Continue. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. When you're playing a terrible defense, it, like you can't just go out there and say, "Hey, they got a bad matchup," or they got a bad offense they're matching up with. So go ahead and use them. It doesn't work that way. They're still a terrible offense. And, or tell, tell, look, now you got me thrown off. It's still a terrible, <laughs> terrible defense. Deshaun Kaiser 
He has five or six double-digit scores on the on the fantasy points-wise when he's rushing for a touchdown. He could definitely do that against this defense because defense has no answer for him. And then you bring up the Josh Gordon factor. Adding that in, they have two decent running backs. I think it's a mistake. Yeah, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you guys. Uh, David Njoku is rising on up as well. Josh Gordon, to me, what he was able to do, and I wasn't a guy that was saying pick him up. I'll come right out and say that. But what he's able to do... Being well, we away, got plenty of tape on that, too. Being away <laughs> from the game for three years, and Casey Hay would come out and say he was my toughest matchup besides Odell Beckham this season, is pretty damn impressive. I think Gordon's going well, on the Matt, one... What's with the swears this morning? On the one-two turn... Look, I didn't know there was... Little a, kids are watching. There's a word I always say. Yeah, I, know, I, I, know, I, I can't say. I can't believe that. But uh, If I yeah. didn't say something, Jake would have sent me a text. <laughs> uh, Josh, <laughs> Josh Gordon, to me, is going on the one-two turn next uh, next year. That's So, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm do, if I'm, I'm at the turn and Josh Gordon's there, he's one of the players I'm taking. But, Jake, is the flip side to that, there is a significant risk with Josh Gordon... Uh, not injured, you know, like off the field stuff. It's look, it seems like he's good. It seems like he's learned lessons. I hope it is. But can you justify taking a dude at the end of the first round who one minor slip up and and that's you know like it? Yeah, because I mean we're justified taking Le'Veon Bell, who is at the same case at this point of his career. He's still on that. I think he's about that two strikes, third strike is going to be an entire year at this point. So you could have that. You could also take somebody in the first round who could get injured and miss the entire year, David Johnson. There's a risk when you step out your door. I love it, but you know what? Like that's a, I play risky. Like if I, I'd re, you know, no risk, no reward. What what is the fun if you're not playing with risk? Oh, I'm with <laughs> you. All right. So here are the other defenses that are being picking up. Uh, there are six of them that are being picked up. I guess significantly, you'd say the Bengals up fifteen percent. You get they're playing Chicago. You get the Cowboys who are playing the Giants. You get the Bills who are playing the Colts. The Pats are playing Miami, and the Jets are playing Denver. Of all these, Matt, is there one that stands out to you? Oh, well, the one that stands out is everybody's going in on the Bengals, and I'm a little concerned about this. They're, you know, after what happened Monday night, first of all, that was a physical, violent, savage game, however you want to categorize that. Fontes yeah. Burkett's not playing. That's a major blow. By the way, if I can just call a timeout here real quick. It looks like you're looking at stats on your computer. You're looking at Bill's ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, well, not, not the sweater, but the uh, hoodie more like yeah, Sure, <laughs> whatever you say, man. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, so I, I think, look, the Bears' offense is pretty pitiful, but I'm not so sold on the Bengals. And I like the Bengals' defense, but I think they're banged up. coming off of a, it's, They're coming off of a really tough game, too. Jake, you are the king of rankings. Is that why you don't like Vlad Sedler? Is he is he getting close to dethroning you as king of rankings? Yeah, that's exactly why. All right. Oh, he doesn't uh, even do rankings. <laughs> <laughs> FootClanVote.com. Go get Jake Seeley some love. Packers, Bengals, Cowboys, Bills, Pats, Jets are the, the teams, the defenses that are being added most this week. I mean, look, I, I think the Jets, if you if you put all these defenses together and threw them up, in the, like, in, regardless of who they're playing, I kind of like the Jets. And they're playing Denver, and Denver's a mess right now. Jake, do one of those stand out to you? Did you say the Chargers? No, but they're not being picked okay. up like on crazy and crazy. But we can say the Chargers if you'd like. I think that's actually the best one out there because the offensive line for the Redskins is terrible, and they get after the quarterback. And Kirk Cousins might get killed this week. Honestly, I'm, I'm seriously concerned about that matchup if you have Redskins in your team. But outside the ones you mentioned, I think the Jets are more intriguing than most because Simeon's Simeon's killing that offense and Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. That he's a turnover option. Well, see, the problem with the Chargers is. 
I mean, I picked them up a couple of weeks ago, but pretty much if they were out there, everybody picked them up last week because they had the brand. Right. Yeah. So I don't think people were getting off them right now. So I don't think they're widely available. By the way, the uh, Jamie Eisenberg start of the week is Philip Rivers. We'll get to that in the in the in the YouTube and the Goon Hour. Uh, but just a heads up on that one, hour. right? We're gonna have some fun in that one. We got candy. <laughs> Jake, um, here's the here's the rest hour. What? For the people watching online? Yeah, for the people watching on you. Well, no, we don't have it for them. We have it here on the desk right. for Disclaimer, them to look though, at. I yeah. do not like peeps. My wife loves peeps. <laughs> I do not like peeps. Oh, I'll take the chocolate center. You know, it's funny. Uh, this is going to make the second hour way more interesting because one of the buy sells is can Matt Medica finish all this candy by the end of the show? So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Just prepare yourself. Uh, back to reality. Here's the rest of the most added. I just let me know, like. Say the word ding or hit the bell if you like any of these. Uh, Cameron Brait going up 19%. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jake, we asked you to say the word ding, please. <laughs> Marquis Goodwin uh, jumped up 15% from 36 to 51. Super ding. Re- All right, let's stop there. That's a super ding, and that was a very enthusiastic. You actually went up and then I'm, went down on the bell. I'm looking to start Goodwin this week and take and I take Funches out of my lineup. Is this a Jimmy Garoppolo thing? Jimmy, I got a question today from one of our longtime listeners, uh, a big supporter of the show, Marty from Canada. All right. Cousins or Garoppolo? I said I'm still going to stay with Cousins, but it's very close. Jake, what would you do in that scenario? Mm, I would, I'd still go Cousins as well, but if you went Garoppolo, I wouldn't complain too much. I actually have Goodwin inside my top 20 wide receivers this week. Explain that. Yeah, give us a super ding reasoning behind Marquis Goodwin. Look at the games before it. He was producing he's – he's averaging 20 yards per catch. He's producing on two catches, three catches, one catch. And now Garoppolo comes in first game, goes eight of eight on targeting him. Eight targets, eight receptions, 99 yards. The thing is what we wanted with – the problem with Goodwin is he was boomer bust because he's only catching two or three balls per game. You're going to give me eight and Garoppolo going to him that often? I, I don't see how anybody doesn't want him in their lineup. He's, he's borderline must start for me. Yeah, you know – okay, go ahead. 99 problems and Goodwin ain't one. You wanted to interrupt me to make that? You know, so Goodwin, Jake, you said it. You hit the nail on the head. I look at Marquise Goodwin, and immediately I think Marquise Goodwin, two to three catches, uh, early Mike Wallace, uh, Darius Hayward Bay type. We're saying now that with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, as a quarterback, Marquise Goodwin has kind of developed, and we're, we're safe saying this as like a possession receiver, almost a volume receiver. Is he his target? Yeah, I don't think he's a possession receiver. He's just now the big play wide receiver who's getting more targets, which makes his brings his floor up. So now the ceiling's even gone up a little bit. The ceiling's always been that 100 yards and a touchdown potential. But now you add on a floor where you don't have to worry about one catch for 40 yards, and that's all he does on the entire day. So that's, that's the fact is now he's – that's why he's a wide receiver too is because that floor came so far up. I mean, the only, the only person you really got to worry about is what, Trent Taylor. There's no, there's no Garcon anymore. And the Houston secondary is pretty much trash. Yeah, that's, poor Houston that's secondary, where, huh? That's where you're going to, you know, eat. So, yeah, Goodwin's a guy for me as well. Do you have any puns before I move on? To them? No, no, right. no, you don't like my puns. No, no, puns no I did sure. like it. I'm just, I'm, come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Matty Moe. Jake, does it make you jealous that we're here in person and you're not here with us? No, because if it was Vlad, I would be upset. No, oh, <laughs> I love it. Jakey's playing along. It's a fantasy frenzy. Last guy on this list. Actually, two guys on this list. Steven Anderson went up to 15% ownership. I know he's been trending and his, his name's everywhere. Um, 
No, no dings. All right, and Mike Wallace. Oh no! Yeah, no, yeah. no. Oh, sorry. I, I, I gave you a pause. Okay, we'll, we'll, I forgot we'll about, about the dings. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got caught up in the conversation. Yeah. So look, I, I'll. It, it, the problem with him is he's an if ding. The, as of today, if there's no Will Fuller, if there's no Braxton Miller, then yes, because he saw a ton of opportunities out of the slot. Will Fuller looks like he's potentially going to play. Braxton Miller was still out yesterday. So if one of them, if only Will Fuller's playing, I still like him a decent amount. But if both of them are playing, then I'm kind of off of Jake just created the if-ding. I no, like but, that. But there, he's right. There's even Andre Ellington, who caught, what, like five passes last week. Was he playing receiver? The other Ellington? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor so, Bruce Ellington on IR, man. He was just coming on. <laughs> oh, that is, a, that is one of your guys. Yeah, I, mean, I love Bruce Ellington. But, yeah, Anderson for me More is than like you'll maybe know. like right outside that tight end one or like right there, that borderline thing. I'd probably go Ricky Seals-Jones and a David Njoku over I love Ricky Seals-Jones. All right, coming up, we're going to take a look at the most dropped list. So far, only one name has been revealed on there. That's Corey Coleman. Uh, and I want to get into the reseeding uh, controversy, I guess. It's maybe just in my mind, but it's happening. It's bothering me. Stay tuned. Fantasy Frenzy. More coming your way after this. The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Welcome back, everybody. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Segment four. I didn't bring a computer, so I'm half working off my phone and half working off old school paper. Jake, I know you like that. Jakey, Jakey. Good, good times. Although I think that Vlad's going to get on Twitter today. And was, was, what the hell's been going on? Because now Dennis Roy is tweeting at him and me <laughs> with gifts and stuff. So uh, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. From Russia with love. Well, he can just check us out on demand. Uh, by the way, I don't know how many people have been watching a, a lot of stuff we've been doing here at Fantasy Sports Network, but we got a we got a partnership going on with the NBA. And uh, they made some changes this year to their fantasy. This is, uh, this is not a read. I just want to throw it out there because it hit me now. Uh, they made some changes to their fantasy stuff. I'm not really a fantasy hoops guy, to be honest, but I got a couple of leagues. They, they actually built it to match um, the fantasy football season. So instead of like November 16th to the 20th, it's week 13. You know, like they're naming it by weeks. They made an official scoring system. Uh, and I think they're doing a push um, right around Christmas time to have people you know, sign up and do midseason leagues, which is pretty cool. So check that out. If you get a shot, it's fantasy. That's not a paid anything. It's just a pretty cool concept, I think. I'm with I like it when leagues embrace fantasy. No, I think they should be. It's you know everybody lo- loves simplify playing fantasy. the scoring. Yeah, they did. Also, in play. Very simple. I've been playing a lot of in play, and I don't know anything about NBA, and I think I can actually take down a couple <laughs> of these in plays. <laughs> CBS Sports most dropped players. The most dropped player, at least the one that I thought that stood out to most of me, you know, they're like defenses and kickers being dropped. Devontae Booker going down 16% from 74 to 58. Um, Jake, let me start with you because I know you, the C.J. Anderson name will always be attached to you. 
And I know C.J. Anderson's been picking up more snaps and more touches, but uh, if anything happens to him, man, don't you want Devontae Booker as your direct backup, or is, is that a Jamal Charles thing? How, how does that work out? No, it's, it's Devontae Booker, and Devontae Booker might not be done. People, uh, This kind of got swept under the rug. You know, a lot of people, there's no reports until we found out after the fact. He had the flu. There was a couple people on the team that had the flu, and that was supposedly the reason that he wasn't involved in the game because he wasn't feeling well and he wasn't he didn't have the energy to play. I understand anybody out there who's ever had the flu understands what that feels like. So I'm not writing off Devontae Booker after one game with that report coming out, and I would have written him off anyway. If I needed a bench option, of like if I need to go pick up Peyton Barber or Mike Davis or Gio Bernard and somebody like that, I, and that was my only option to drop, I would drop Booker. But if I can hold on to him, yeah, like you just said, C.J. Anderson's been hurt for most of his career. He goes down as Devontae Booker. Yeah, I mean, pretty much he's just a bench option for me right now. I really don't want anybody in this backfield, uh, this Denver Broncos. It seems like, you know, this offense is just c- catering. The quarterback it's play poor, is terrible. Poor Denver offense, yeah. man, huh? Let, let's look forward to next year. Yeah, to that. To next year. And Eli Manning. <laughs> exactly. That, come on. You think, I think that's a, really? Why wouldn't that be a possibility? It's, it's either the Broncos receivers. or Jaguars. You have know. the built-in. I think there's a mystery team the, in there. You have Thomas. You have Sanders right there. You know. Here's the only the only reason I don't see it happening and I see Jaguars is more feasible, obviously with the Tom Coughlin connections, because I don't know if Eli wants to go to the team that his brother he went to and took to the Super Bowl. Like I think that he might just want to do it with the Jaguars. Yeah, but if my brother was like, hey, man, Denver's awesome. You should go there. Yeah, right? Yeah, but if he doesn't go there and win a Super Bowl with them, it's going to be like, oh, look, he couldn't do it. At least his brother could have. Maybe still, what, this $20 million in his pocket when people are saying that, though, that they don't have. Yeah, and then whoever and likes- $20 million in Jacksonville. Whoever sweetens the deal best, too, might have the better shot. All right, let's, enough on Devontae Booker. Let's go to Devontae Parker who's been dropped down to 75% ownership. He went from 85 to 75 just this week. People getting fed up with him, Matt. Yeah, no, I mentioned on Roto Experts, uh, Kenny Stills is the clear number two in Miami. Parker did consistently put up that garbage time numbers earlier on with Cutler, but uh, for me, I'm starting Kenny Stills. Devontae Parker is on the bottom of my bench. Jake, uh, percent chance that Devontae Parker just blows up at the end of the season here and, and makes these 10% of people who dropped him regret it? For all three games or just for one game? Uh, let's say uh, he's I'll like, let, let's say when the year's over, like next year, you're like, remember when Devontae Parker won me my fantasy championship? Oh, that's like 10%. All right. That's like, the biggest thing going into the season is that, remember, he was outplayed by Kenny Stills last year. You give me the two players side by side, I'm still taking Parker on talent. I was a fan of his the entire time. But he's been outplayed by Stills. He's been hurt this year. All of this, Mike Clay tweeted about three or four weeks ago, and he said that if you take all this fourth quarter and add up all the three other quarters from every other game, the fourth quarter is more than the rest. He's a garbage-time player this year. Corey Davis or Devontae Parker, Matt? I'll take a shot with Corey Davis. Jake, Corey Coleman yeah. or Devontae Parker? Oh, uh, Deshaun Kaiser doesn't know that Corey Coleman exists, so uh, maybe Coleman, maybe Kaiser finds him at some point. Nah, I, I don't want to know what I'm looking Give st- me somebody else. I'll stay with Coleman <laughs> over uh, Parker. Let me ask this hypothetical. Is Corey Coleman helped or hurt by the presence of Josh Gordon, Jake? Oh, he's killed by it. <laughs> is it but Deshaun is he? Kaiser's, no, Deshaun Kaiser. The, the problem is this offense in Coleman is killed by Deshaun Kaiser. Josh Gordon's game last week was killed by Deshaun Kaiser. Josh Gordon could have come out and had the game. Everybody wanted him to come back and have the day one of 120 yards and a touchdown, if not for Deshaun Kaiser. That's the problem. So if Kaiser's not going to make a second wide receiver relevant, so that's the problem. I mean, Kaiser pretty much 
crushed uh, Isaiah Crowell's fantasy value this yeah. year. Just besides of his poor play, usurping the touchdowns on the one-yard line and stuff like that. And it's a shame because Corey Coleman, in the games he played before Josh Gordon, was pretty much the he was their passing offense, went on the field but not injured. And he did well against the Steelers and Jacksonville, but completely was irrelevant once uh, Josh Gordon steps on the field. Is there something to be said, though, that Corey Coleman's been taking the attention and that Josh Gordon's going to open up this? Like, Josh Gordon's presence, after we saw what he did the yeah. week he came back after not playing for years, Jake. No? Like, I mean, he's, so no, he, because, he opens it up for Crowell? No, because the ex- the second option is Njoku at this point. And mm-hmm. if they, I'll tell you, I'll go one step further. I'll take Trent Taylor on the 49ers before either of those options at this point. Wow. Quarterback. I mean, here's the thing is, if you had like a veteran quarterback who was a good quarterback, yeah, then who would look the other, you know, play the reads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but this is this is Kaiser, and he's been extremely disappointing. He's, he's, his percentage, his completion percentage is in the low fifties. I hear you, Jackson, saying he wants him sixty five percent or better rest of the season. That's a pretty yeah. high bar. I don't know what the hell this guy's thinking. <laughs> you know, you know what's um, Emery Hunt, who does the Sunday show with us, and I, I like I respect his opinion. Probably one of the top three. And Jake, all kidding aside, you're one of them, right? And so is Medica. Ties. But, uh, you don't have to throw me in. But, well, I do, actually. I felt, I, I felt you hesitated. I'm, I'm only teasing. <laughs> so, this is how it's going to be the rest of the show? Why don't you tell me when you look at your computer now? Uh, yeah, corn, it's a cornhole game. Come on. Bill's cornhole. That, that, was, that was good. He I know. That was good. Corn. He got me good. All right. I'm out of here. You guys do the rest of the show. <laughs> Jakey, Jakey, for real, though. For real, though. Yes. Uh, Emery Hunt was praising Deshaun Kaiser, and it's kind of like he uh, – I don't think he's a stubborn guy. I think he'd be like, you know, I was wrong. And he's still kind of like Deshaun Kaiser's good. He's got a, a calmness in the pocket, and, you know, he, he like when the blitz is coming, he's calmer than you think uh, a rookie should be or would be. Um, I've kind of, like, learned along the years, and this is just my personal experience, like on liking Blake Bortles and then seeing him kind of have that good – liking in baseball, like Jed Jerko and seeing him develop. I kind of – like – I. Just listen to Emery. I think Deshaun Kaiser has the talent, and maybe with Josh Gordon in the mix, and Corey Coleman, and Isaiah Crowell, and Duke Johnson, and David Njoku, and you have this whole mix of really talented guys, maybe they'll raise him up the last few weeks here, and he not will in turn year. raise them it's up. It's not happening this year. Look, see, look, look we at, speaking to Emery, we often agree on a lot of players. There's a few that we haven't. Sean Kaiser's one of them. Joe Mixon was another one. I was high on Joe Mixon. He's not. So we're not always going to agree on everybody. But the problem with Deshaun Kaiser is, yeah, I, look, one of the things I said when he came out of college is similar to what you just said Emery said about him, is the fact that he is comfortable in the pocket. He's not a, He doesn't let his poor decisions affect his play going forward. He's still going to be Deshaun Kaiser. He doesn't get rattled by the game. He, that's good, but it's bad at the same time with how he plays right now. He's terribly inaccurate. He overthrows wide receivers all the time, and he makes tons of poor decisions. Like, I want you to be confident enough like a reliever in baseball. I don't want you to get rattled by throwing an interception or making a poor decision and let that affect the rest of your game. At the same time, you need to learn from your mistakes. And the problem is right now he's not. He's just being the same reckless quarterback. I don't think it happens this year. It would have been so much better if you did that with the Batman mask on. (laughs) That it would have. Uh, yeah, that it would, that would have been great. You but, see it over there. It's over there. Yeah, it's that's on, why. That's why I was thinking. I finally got a chance to gaze at, at Jake's screen, and uh, I noticed you're double decking the Funko Pops now too, huh? Triple decking. I just see two Triple rows. Decking. I didn't see the middle great. row. No, I mean on that middle row, it looks you. You got a oh, double deck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I got some guys in the rafters in the second row. That's Marcus Mariota face down, by the way, down there. 
He doesn't deserve to be face up anymore. That's messed up. I don't know. Like I, I saw, I saw Kaiser playing college, and he seemed to throw the ball to the other team consistently. The the, the decision making wasn't there. I understand why the Browns played him this year. Yeah. But I think the Browns have to go out and get themselves into the quarterback. I think Emory does a hell. Uh, Emory Hunt does a hell of a job, and you know he has a lot of good calls. He was also talking about like Geno when he last played. I'm not on Geno neither, so you know I I don't think Kaiser's the the answer. As Jake said, Josh Gordon could have had 120 or more a touchdown, at least one touchdown. He was he had that. He was wide open. Kaiser missed him. Kaiser, it's like what you say about Blake Bortles. You see you see him put up the numbers. Blake Bortles is good for fantasy. Yeah, is he a good real life quarterback? No. Oh, he's about to win a Super Bowl. So that, look, yeah. uh, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Was he uh, Trent Dilfer was great. <laughs> He's what that team needed at that time, right, Jake? Not the quarterback yeah. you need. The quarterback, <laughs> you, quarterback deserve. you deserve. Yeah. yeah exactly. uh, Orleans Dark would be in drop four. This is not a huge drop, but I'm just wondering why Orleans Dark was trending downward from 80. Do you think some of these numbers are skewed by people like, my season's over, I was, you know, two and nine, delete, 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 delete everybody. Just release no, everybody to be a jerk. That, I don't think, you know, Does that happen in any leagues here, Jake? No. We talked about that during on target, by the way. If you want to talk about listening on demand. Really? Oh, we'll have yeah. to listen to that one. Yeah, I mean, I really, I never wanted really a piece of the Giants' uh, run game. Maybe during a bye week if I needed that filler, but I was never in on a uh, dark war or Gallman for the most part. Jakey, well, that's that's the problem. Is they might start looking if they're going to look to next year, they might see what they have in Gallman. You know, I'm not. This guy. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. please I was going to say, this is a kid off a national championship team. He's got some talent. He's arguably the most well-rounded running back. Now, he's not amazing. He's not like any of the top running backs that we have in the league right now. But he's the most well-rounded running back on the Giants roster right now. And, you know, Darkwaugh was kind of Ben McAdoo's boy. He's not there anymore. I'm not a tweeter. But I tweeted, Art, Art Stapleton wrote something. I tweeted, hey, man, are the Giants going to try out everybody? And he never wrote back. So that's my Vlad Sedler, Art Stapleton. We're taking a quick break. We're going to come back, preview the second hour for you. Stay tuned. More coming your way. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. Fantasy Frenzy wrapping up here on TV. If you're watching us live in the morning, uh, make sure you hop on over to YouTube in about 11 minutes. The goon hour. Jake can say the P word if he'd like on there. Uh, you're checking out Christmas in Connecticut. Jake, you ever see Christmas in Connecticut, the old 1945 movie? No, I've never seen that. Oh, Jake. Matt's never seen it. He's checking it out on IMDb. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to check the. I, I it's amazing. I saw it, but I guess not. It is. I'm telling you. It holds up today, so that's all. That's my. That's like my Christmas movie. My two go-to's is obviously the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, yeah. and White Christmas. And when you have to be seen every Christmas. When people come visit, we work. Uh, we're, this studio is one block away from the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street Macy's. We're on Thirty Fourth Street. Hey, I'll give you an underrated one if you want. 
by the way. Yeah. Surviving Christmas, Ben Affleck and James Gaudolfini. Rented on accident. Actually, really funny. Really? What were you searching yeah. for uh, to rent on purpose? No, I, no, my mom, my mom rented it for us back when we, you know, still went to Blockbuster. Yeah, you remember that whole thing? Yeah, I think she was trying to get uh, Christmas with the cranks and just messed up the names or something in her head. Like, just saw it and it was around the same time. I, I don't remember what she. was. I think that's the one she was trying to rent. Confuse those two too. Are they both Ben Affleck movies? No. All right, then who knows? The, crank, the cranks is the Tim Allen one. Oh yeah, weird. Maybe they came out at the same time. They uh, did. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for listening. Well, I wasn't. I was. <laughs> I was trying to see what's going see on over works? here, Jake. See how it works when it's thrown back at you. Not. <laughs> this has been a hurtful twenty minutes on this show. <laughs> I think we need to reset. I just. I want to end it right now. And yeah, <laughs> look, I want to get to reseeding, but uh, we got like two minutes. I'm passionate about that. Yeah, are you passionate for it or against? So first of all, if you don't know what reseeding is, it's, what's Vlad Sedlin's thoughts? Yeah, let's you? get him up on the phone for the second hour. Um. The reseeding concept is after the first round, you reseed. So the first team, the number one and number two, uh, you know, they get their buys. Number one, if, if there was an upset, you know, basically, I think like it's a shady. I think it's a shady practice, and you should put your hands in fate. There's a bracket. That bracket should be in stone, and it's not. Jake, is, are you passionate on that side? Or are you passionate on you should reseed? I'm not passionate at all. I, I couldn't care less either way, honestly. So we can talk about it. Because like this actually came up with the flex leagues because of our old friend Adam Ronas. What was what was the uh, situation? He emailed me and he said, "So do we get to reseed in this?" And I said, "We've never done it before." And he goes, "Well, if I'm the number one seed, I should be facing the four or five winner, not the three six winner." My fantasy league, for some reason, automatically sets the bracket the three six plays number one, which is incorrect if you're not going to reseed. And so I sent out an email to ask if people wanted to vote how we should do it, and every single person. Everybody said reseed. Not one person said don't. I was surprised. I, I was believe shocked. Yahoo does the same thing. Really? Have, and that's how the bracket goes. Uh, I personally don't care because if you like, sometimes you try and set up, oh, I want to play that team or something, and that team winds up going off. I prefer, which I, I know I'm in the minority of this, the three week playoff with the cumulative points where you take your season average. But that's oh, me. so the six teams get in. And then you have your if you average. have the most points in those three weeks, then you win. Yeah, so your season – you got to get credit for your season average of points. So say you had 150 points yeah. throughout the season. Yeah. And then it's over three weeks because pretty much that was – the best team not necessarily but has a better chance of winning instead of that one week where you just got upended. But that's – I still don't understand how that works. I don't think we – can you explain that in a minute? Like what does that? What does the season weeks, average have to do with say how you it, have 150 points? Yeah, that's yeah, your season average. Yeah. Say you score a total of 300 points over the next three weeks. Sure. You have 450. Now say I have oh, 125 so, okay, I got you. points. Got you. All right. And I score 400 points. So I your win. season average is just equal to one week. That's a quarter of your scoring. Plus, and then you add three weeks onto it. I like that. We could revolutionize scoring like that. I'm trying that's to revolutionize great. Yeah. the game now. Though. I need you behind me though. Let's start a league next year. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here for hour number one. TV, we love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Maybe Corey will be here. Hopefully Corey will be here. You're going to get a very drunk Nando in this early. Uh, come back. We're still live on Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube. See you in a minute.